The Animation Destination Podcast is brought to you by The Destination, located at 5031 Shelbyville Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207, just behind these Crafts in the Best Buy Shopping Center. Everybody and welcome to the Animation Destination Podcast. It's Miyazaki Week this week, which is awesome because it's our first ever crossover, cross-promotional, cross-counter, cross—I don't know, crisscross. Crisscross. I'm out. Of, I'm out of things Apple to say. Sauce. Yeah, crisscross applesauce. There we go. Yeah, that stupid thing because we can't. I, I, I learned this actually that like the kids don't say you know because. Indian style is like offensive or like could be offensive or whatever. Yeah. So they say crisscross applesauce well, now. That's what they said at the Catholic school I went to. Okay. See, I, they didn't do that. But when, they were but, progressive. Yeah. <laughs> see, well, when I was a kid, we just said Indian style because nobody really, you know, it's like whatever. Um, <laughs> like so, it's crisscross applesauce. I get it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a thing. Animation, everybody. Um, so uh, I am here with Nicole Roby. Hey, how's it going? Nick Roby. What's going on? Matt Cundiff. What's up? And Jay Rice. Hello. All right. It's a little, little louder, Jay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Say it with some. There we go. All right. Say it with that gusto. Bo- yeah. Say it with boisterous bass voice of yours. So yeah, it gets too bassy when we're both on here. Actually, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't have you on anymore. <laughs> Would you like me to turn? A little bit. A little bit more. A little bit more. Uh, I don't know what the. I don't know what the facetto. Don't, don't ever do that again. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what the facettos are. So you know. fight the beat. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but yes, we're talking Miyazaki and Ghibli movies this week. Uh, uh, this is a part one. Uh, you can catch part two. I'm going to go ahead and go and plug it right now. You're going to yeah. be able to catch part two of this on the Girl Gone Geek podcast. That's right. Which will be posted later uh, in the week. Uh, hopefully this will be going up tomorrow, So, meaning Friday. So if it's Friday and you're listening to this, then awesome. We got it up in time. Uh, but yes, uh, this is part one. Go listen to part two after this, obviously, because the discussion will continue. And we'll get more in-depth about our sort of – that'll be more like a no, more in-depth of like our favorite like individual things things about the movies this is more discussion based on uh, certain aspects of it but you know and we're just going to be done both the separate formats of our podcasts so if you haven't listened to the other one and for anybody who is down for pg on this one we will be doing that episode trying to do that episode in pg as well Correct. so that'll Correct. be PG so we, we made yeah. maybe yeah, yeah. PG-13, <laughs> 13 maybe it's yeah in between well, well we're going to tone it down a little we, bit we're not to- that my podcast is that raunchy no no it's but. not as raunchy as nostalgia well. it's not well. nostal- it's not nostalgia raunchy let's be there honest yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah we're gonna try and tone it down on that one so that people can transfer over and listen to the rest of this because you know alienation nobody likes that so anyway uh that's right but we're gonna go ahead and but no 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 sorry i was okay. saying yeah okay cool. okay gotcha. <laughs> i was making a gesture in motion for yeah right on so okay so basically what we're gonna start off with here is what we always start off with is mistakes from last week which we have none so good job we're perfect nailed it did you even check actually we do have one mistake from last week uh it wasn't a mistake uh i think i think me and jay are the only avatar fans here so we'll probably be the only ones that care about this uh but there's listeners that might we didn't mention ko at all on the first season of avatar and it's an awful awful thing because it's his only appearance is in book one and we didn't even mentioned the face dealer demon which is like one of the coolest designs ever so oh well um yes second scariest character in the entire series yes uh ko was awesome right jay yeah there we talked about him so (laughs) (laughs) that correction has been made um but yes uh, i also mispronounced uh haru's name but mitch corrected us on that one on the episode and i edited it out to where i called him haku so technically 
I didn't make a mistake because I edited it. So, anyway. Uh, Haku. Haku, the shape-shifting master of darkness. Oh, uh, that's wrong. Um, but anyway, um, moving on to our animation recommendation of the week. Uh, this is probably, I think, maybe a uh, friend of the show and uh, part owner of the destination, Evan Pack. His favorite thing right now. Uh, is this animation that I showed him on Mr. Sunday Movies, which is a it's a little short animation from their podcast called The Weekly Planet uh, to where it's uh, an animation of the Batman versus Superman script from 2003 uh, that was floating around Hollywood for a little while. They had a whole podcast where they just like basically described out what this what this movie was, and it's amazingly stupid. And this guy, uh, Sean Willett, uh, animated that for them, and it's just this goofy little thing where, you know, they, they describe the fight of like you know it's like Batman sh- they're very Australian dudes the there's the Batman shows up in a in a power armor powered by kryptonite <laughs> <laughs> and they punch for a bit I do I need to start showing people beforehand but we'll you watch know that one before you leave yeah I, I think well, you should just have Australian yeah. guys narrate anything I think so too I think I think it's very fun yeah it's like uh, it it's got great parts in it and you I, punch his head off and you punch his head off and <laughs> it's like it's just it's good stuff uh, go yeah, watch that. Accurate, but good stuff. <laughs> well, that one's just the that that one specifically is just the reading I of know. that script, which is hilarious. So it's like I'm gonna find out who did this. I'm gonna kill them. Don't do it, man. Be like me. Be like Superman, who never kills <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I know uh, everybody. Everybody out there in podcast land couldn't see uh, Matt Cundiff shaking his head back and forth. Oh yeah, belief. Oh yeah, it just, just saying that is not canon. Work. No, that's no, not doesn't work. Doesn't work. It does not. That it's not canon. <laughs> it's just that it doesn't work. It, it was a it was a canceled script. It's not canon, and so it doesn't count. So there you go. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> then they punch for a bit. Uh, <laughs> all right. So moving on uh, to our anime corner. Uh, did we come up with a name for this? I don't think we did. Um, yeah, it's just anime corner right now. Um, Beast from the East. I don't know um, something. I don't know. So anyway, I, it's it's the time where I, I need a little sound drop for it. But oh well. Um, it's the time where I discuss an anime that I've been watching or recently watched or I'm about to watch or a recommendation for an anime because I want to make sure that anime gets covered in every way and I wanted to do this while the Robies were on because I just watched Psychopath season one yeah, it's on amazing and it was awesome so I told you it was fabulous yes he was recommended by Nicole on our anime uh, episode and it was Fantastic. Loved it to death. It children was, do not watch that. Yeah, damn children yeah. do not watch that. It's not it's not the worst thing, but it's terrifying. Uh <laughs> it's it's very creepy and horrifying. The and, dubbing yeah. is really good on the, it. Fabulous. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. Funimation dubbing. Funimation Indeed. did that, right? Yeah, Funimation. Yeah, they, yeah any, any good dubbing is typically Funimation <laughs> or Disney in this case of Miyazaki. But yeah, Funimation just knows how to do it up. Did like, they do uh, Did they do uh Death Note? I believe they did Death Note as well. No, they didn't. Anaplex. 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 Yes, Anaplex. Because I want to say that was a really good dub because they would go on a five-minute rant about psychology. Yeah, it's true. Anaplex. Anaplex is a good second to Funimation because they do like Sword Art Online and Kill a Kill and stuff like that as well. Yes, Kill a Kill. They did Kill a Kill. I the thing about it is just like they all have just kind of stepped up their game. Dubs used to just stink. They used to be awful, and now I actually look forward to 
already hearing what a dub sounds like. I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Kill a Kill's dub was fantastic, and it gave me a reason to watch the show again. So I was really happy about that. So yeah, it's, just, it's pretty funny when you turn on yeah. the subtitles with the dubs. Yeah, right. And see yeah. the difference. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The two. It's a little. It's 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 bizarre. Um, but yeah, Psychopaths, fantastic. A great little narrative of uh, kind of very minority report and yeah. future crime and yep. you know stuff like that. Uh, people who have. Oh, that was yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, human. yeah. It's it's just it's all. Se- second season needs to. Needs yes, to drop yeah. On. Yes, second season's about to drop pretty yeah. soon, I believe. Um, and uh, I'm super stoked about that. Yeah. So it's available on Netflix. Check yeah. it out. It gets it gets like really really complicated there at the end. I didn't yeah. think it was going to go that deep like in season yeah. one. Oh but yeah, it did. Like yeah. they they got really deep, and um, I'm super stoked about it. So yeah, yeah, down with that. Go go watch go watch Psychopaths. It's really good. Not for the kids, but it's good. Uh, and that's gonna do it for Anime Corner. And that's going to move it on to Toon News. On Toon News this week, we don't have a whole bunch that I need to talk about because I posted a lot of this because uh, we had an off week because uh, of a two-parter, the two-parter Avatar episode. So I posted a bunch of news kind of on um, on the Facebook page. So a lot of this is probably posted on there. Harry Shearer's coming back to The Simpsons, obviously. That's like the easiest broker deal in the history of ever. So... You know, it was going to happen. They just, he was like, I want to do other stuff. And they were like, no. And he's like, okay, I'm not coming back. Okay, you can do other stuff. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like negotiation ended. So <laughs> like, I don't get it. So I have no idea why that problem even occurred, quite honestly. But um, whatever. That, Money, you fool. Yeah, it is. It is. But it's just like, you know, seriously, I, just, like all he wanted was to do other things. And they were just like, no, you're an exclusive to Simpsons. Well, then I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's like, why would he? It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, um, I'm sure there's all sorts of legal BS behind it that I couldn't possibly fathom in my limited legal brain. So um, moving on from there. It's happening. Mr. Burns, I guess, is back for a mediocre Simpsons episode. So yay. yay. So, whatever. Cancel that show so I can remember it fondly. Uh, <laughs> There's my feelings on The Simpsons. Uh, Next up, the best news. The best, straight up best news to come out of Comic-Con. Straight up. Don't care what anybody says. Korra is getting a comic series. By Dark Horse Comics. Uh, (laughs) Lots of great news come out of Comic-Con. Don't get me wrong. But for me personally, this was like, yeah, because I needed something else. Not only are Korra comics being uh, confirmed by Dark Horse Comics, it's going to be written by Michael Dante DiMartinez and overseen by Brian Konietzko. He won't be writing, but he will be offshooting and like you know giving consulting and stuff like that which is fantastic all i need now is a great artist and i am totally down for this whole thing um hopefully they'll get the same artist who did the avatar comics not the writer because the, the writing was no, awful no, no. in those but the artist was fantastic in that and i forget what his name was very korean i believe but, <laughs> like, but i can't remember but yeah uh it's going to continue the adventures of Korra and asami and mako and bolin and all those characters and i can't wait for it it's gonna be awesome Coming in 2016, I believe. So, so what what uh, what storylines would you want to see them explore besides the obvious? Yeah, well, <laughs> well, they will be they will be exploring the fact that they will be having a relationship and everything, which is very interesting. Uh, coming out of a kids, sh- yeah, it was like coming out of a kids show. You're going to go into a straight up lesbian relationship between two main characters, which is fabulous and just like and just like really cool. Um, that 
that's going to be continued to be uh, explored and everything. But I don't know. I kind of want to see Equalists again from oh, season yeah. one, just because Equalists were so freaking cool. I know they don't like to rehash things all that much, but I would really like to see them come back. They so. could definitely make a comeback with them. I think they could. They're very strong. I, they are. They're, they're very strong, and uh, I think uh, I think they could do that. But you know, whatever. I, I could I could foresee a lot of other different things. I would love to see because uh, they're supposed to transition the Earth Kingdom into a democracy. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because we'll see how that goes. I think that'll probably be like the main back backdrop for everything going on. They'll probably be like anarchists and things coming in. Every right. vi- every villain from that show is very politically motivated anyway. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, it's very interesting that they'll they'll probably weave all that in there and you know, who knows? Uh I I don't know what they'll be doing with it. I'm sure they'll probably be exploring the spirit world a lot more cuz that was how the show ended. Mm-hmm. So it was them going into the spirit world. So yeah, maybe they'll start off the first arc will just be them screwing around in the, in the in the in the spirit world just like meeting different spirits and talking to Iroh I'd be down with that so <laughs> like, I think like thematically so, like uh, yeah. one of the things that I found most interesting about that series was the new age versus old yeah uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah technology versus like the ancient which yeah is, like, which is like in the last century in China is like yes a huge theme mm-hmm. you know and like there are parts where you're like I absolutely see the industry side and I see the development side and I yeah. see that viewpoint then you're like, oh, but Cora is such a cool character. Right, like, yeah. It's such a cool thing. Like, yeah. I like how they kind of played back and forth with that a little bit in this one. Absolutely. Whereas the first series with Aang, it was just all the old way. It was, oh, yeah. There wasn't a lot of technology or yeah, advancement yeah. in that. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they kind of had sub-hints sub of it, like in a few episodes, like the, the, the Air Nation, the, the Air Temple or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's, just the, it's really just a great you know, series and I'm happy to see things continue. I can't wait. So yeah, that's news for Cora comics at San Diego Comic-Con. There was a lot of other premieres at Comic-Con, but we, we also saw the statue in person. Oh yeah. It looked really cool. Yeah. It was sold out. And so was the print of uh Cora and Aang, their yeah. profiles, right. but it looked amazing. Oh, um, man. How, yeah. big, how big was the statue? Uh, about a foot. Yeah. About a foot tall. Twelve inches is pretty good. Yeah. Standard. Yeah, that's pretty all right. Um, I it's going to be released to the general public, but that gloss finish. Uh, yeah, exclusive, it'll have a matte finish instead yeah, of a gloss. Instead of a gloss finish, that gloss finish looks really awesome. But yeah, they I, were sold out about midway through gosh. the con, and the line was pretty don't, long. Yeah. Don't worry, I can I can yeah. spray paint gloss onto a matte finish. I'm saying, right? Yeah. You can make it happen. Get some paint. Get some painters tape and cover all the right spots. Yeah, but Saw uh, some good uh, Cora cosplay too. Oh yeah, that's that's like a. a normal thing now so which is great i don't think i go to a con where i don't see like four different coras which is fabulous you know so you know and i love it uh so yeah and the next one uh minions earns uh 115 million on opening weekend second biggest animated opening in history so dreamworks is not dead yet so they're hanging on (laughs) they're like they really liked them the first time with Gru. let's (laughs) just keep riding this train keep going with them i I heard it was pretty funny uh nothing eventful but i heard it was uh at least uh pretty funny i haven't watched it yet but uh i'm just glad you know, I'm just glad DreamWorks is still kicking along because you know they, they they had a lot of problems. They had to gut a lot of employees uh, last uh, earlier in the year and a bit last year, and uh, it's been troubled times. They they haven't been making a whole lot of hits lately, and Dragons Two underperformed, and you know so shame. yeah, it's a big shame, and uh, it is a good movie. Um, and then Home. Uh, kind of did pretty well for the holiday season and now this is probably their big one and i guess they're waiting for panda for kung fu panda 3 
see if that does anything. I don't know what it will do because it's been a while since the, another Kung Fu Panda was out. I feel like it could go so, either way. So, yeah. It's still entertaining. Since, yeah. since we're at the animation table, I can ask this. Uh, yeah. What show was it where they had the, uh, the short at the end with the dog? The, sh- the what? It was at the beginning. <laughs> oh, Feast. Oh, Feast. 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 That was awesome. Yes, that was at the Feast beginning. Beautiful. That was at the beginning of Big Hero 6. Yes. I would love yeah. to see that fleshed out. Yes. Uh, Feast was great. And it was done with uh, the, the Paper Man technology as well. And that was like as good as they can do with color with it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for a full movie done in Paper Man style. It would be the best thing ever. Um I hope it happens. <laughs> it's like I, they, they keep saying they want to experiment with it more and like make sure it gets color right. I don't care. It doesn't need to be color. Oh, just make a Paperman <laughs> a full length movie, and I'll just watch that. I don't need color. Um, but you know, I, just anything that like takes it outside the box of what you know CG looks like. I definitely want to see more of that because um, you know I, I feel like they all kind of have to like mold them into samey areas. It's like, well, this doesn't really look like Incredibles. We have to make it look like why because it doesn't look like pixar we need to make it look like pixar no don't you don't have to do that like like experiment do things that are fun and cool and new and i want to see more of that um but yeah um so i'm happy dreamworks is there because i want to keep see them keep putting out new stuff because i know that they do have new things coming out uh which is nice so more power to them with uh these kid blockbusters that uh, keep coming out are people just going to see movies more now because these like really like these box yeah it's summer i mean these box offices are just like they're insane i know movies are more expensive now obviously but they're also more expensive to make because of inflation etc but i think it's just like the the old saturday morning tv babysitter yeah i think so i I think a lot of kids are getting dropped off at the cinema (laughs) it's possible (laughs) we'll be back in an hour we'll be back in a couple hours bye um that's possible uh it's very possible i uh because i just like i knew that jurassic world would do well did I think it was going to break all the records? Well, no, I didn't think it was going to break all the records. I, but that was it. Did it yeah, nostalgia is a strong. Yeah. It is. It is, and they'll all be trumped. Well, by... Well, the thing is, is as far as big blockbusters have been lately, they've all been comic book related. So true. I think yeah. that a lot of people, whenever they saw that Jurassic <laughs> World was coming out, they were like, "Well, this is something extremely different." That's well, I mean, that's a good point. Different in its own sense, yeah. but it, you know, that's definitely yeah. a good point. Am I yeah. the only person that yeah. thought that the dinosaurs in the original looked better? Uh, I don't know. I haven't. For, for how, many, how many years I, difference were the matter? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, 10? 10? No. 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 The, the original. 93. 93. Uh, the, the original was just such a high bar. It would just, it straight up was right, a right. straight a high I bar. Mean, if, you, if you think about any technology, like eight, yeah. eight, ten year gap. Yeah. Well, a lot of, a lot of the first one was, was half CGI, half animatronics. Have you seen yeah. the comparison between the two movies? No. Um, the original looks more realistic, mostly because they actually built everything. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, yeah. Stands, all the velociraptors and everything. Right, and like, well, yeah, because they had like like that's the reason that they used to use tall the velociraptors with tall grass is because they yeah. they uh, they had people on like people with on them. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about just like the digi- just the digital dinosaurs. Right, like, yeah. like if you put them next to each other, you're not like oh that looks dated. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, watched, it, it's it's yeah. probably. I mean, nowadays you have to. I mean, it's it's. It, the dated gave it like kind of a vintage feel, probably as yeah. opposed to now, which is kind of like real 
yeah. colorful and glossy and, yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, we have HD now, which yeah. is yeah. It's just um, it's probably harder to create, you know, I from seeing it through an HD filter, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're if you're trying to create something strictly from animation with nothing, you know, on top of it, which was I think a lot of the reason was because of the limitations of what they had to do. So like the, oh, there's a lot of shots in the dark. There's a lot of shots in the rain. Right. You know, and nowadays they're just like, eh, just CGI it, make it now. And I was yeah. like, and, Broad and, daylight. and if it looks really good, then I'm like, oh, that's passable. Put yeah. that out. But you know, I was like, back then it was just kind of, cause now CG is kind of like, accepted. because it was, it was very, it was, it wasn't yeah. often that you saw a full, dinosaur body right. in the first Jurassic Park so it's right. it's most of the time it was faces or yeah. tails or you know what have you yeah yeah it was just kind of like like the big broad shot of all the dinosaurs and then like and the, then the T-Rex the, running the T-Rex running which was yeah. mostly animatronic just yeah. the legs were the only things that were yeah but it's very interesting uh, but uh, I still haven't seen Jurassic World so I need to go out and see that movie but <laughs> do it but uh, worth the money I, I hear it's fun I hear it's a good movie so I'll go check that out definitely uh, last bit of tune news is over the garden wall Steven Universe and wander over yonder score their first Emmy nominations, which really? is awesome. fabulous. Um, super happy about that. Uh, Over the Garden Wall uh, is up for Best Animated Program, period. So that's okay. fabulous. Um, Steven Universe and Wander Over Yonder are up for Best uh, Short Format Animated Program, which is also kind of Over the Garden Wall. I don't, I mean, cause, I guess because they're saying it. They pushed it as a movie. Yeah, pushed it as, yeah, that's like a, a full movie or whatever, so that's probably why. Um, Wander Over Yonder for uh, The Gift 2, The Giftening, which is a pretty funny oh, episode, um, and uh, Steven Universe for Lion 3 Straight to Video, which is a fabulous episode. Um, I obviously don't see any... I, I honestly don't see anything else that should beat it, um, but uh, that, that episode is the first appearance of... Rose Quartz, Steven's mm. mother, and it's fantastic and tear-jerking and just oh, <laughs> like everything about that show just like makes me cry. And uh, it's so good. Go watch Steven Universe if I haven't said that in every episode. The new season's <laughs> been pretty good so oh, far. It's been great. It's amazing. There's a lot more of uh, yeah. where they combined. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. There, there, there's more, more fusion, fusion talk. Fusion, yeah. There's more fusion talk. There's more... Uh, I swear... So... That that has to be a, a DBZ reference, right? Yeah, the fact that they f- no they way. dance to fuse, like that's they have to do a dance before they fuse. That has to be a DBZ reference. So there's no way it's not. So I, I doubt. I, 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 I doubt that that's any in any other way not a DBZ. I'm sure reference, Rebecca so. Sugar loves a lot of different anime, right? And like plugs different yeah. things into it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, because a lot of it's like you know Revolutionary Girl. Like that's one of the main influences of the show, and mm-hmm. just fantastic stuff go watch that show seriously just do it do it now do more of it um but yeah um but that's gonna do it i think for yeah but the, uh, those are up for um, nominations can't wait for it and that is gonna do it for tune news that's me clicking the pen in case you were wondering so that's what that was but that's gonna take us on to our topic of the day it doesn't get anybody anymore. See, I should just, I should stop doing. You just, you don't. Yeah. Uh, like it for a split second, you think maybe he might be stroking out. Like this might be the time. 
And then you're like, oh, no, no, he's okay. We're I, I good. Will, it, it One will, episode, good. It will happen. I'll, I'll, I'll have like a seizure or something. You guys, he's really committing to this. <laughs> like, he's, uh, like, he's really doing well with this one. I don't know. How long is he going to do it? Uh, but yes, our topic for the day is Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli and all of the things pertaining to that. So, yeah, hope we can get a lot of discussion out of this because uh, some of my favorite movies are in Miyazaki's whole repertoire. Um, this isn't devoted just to Miyazaki. You can obviously spread it out to pretty much anything Ghibli or whatever. If there are any Ghibli movies that you think are better than, you know, the Miyazaki run, that's absolutely fine. You're wrong, but it's absolutely <laughs> fine. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, there, there's, you know, there, there's plenty of great movies that Ghibli's put out uh, aside from his work, but, you know, it's keeping in the discussion of Miyazaki and everything. And uh, has anybody seen, first off, has anybody seen the Miyazaki uh, Studio Ghibli uh, documentary on Netflix? Yes. Everybody's, yes. Everybody's yes. seen that? Yes. Jay, go watch that. It's fantastic. Uh, no, everybody. There's a lot of smoking. You might get secondhand smoke. <laughs> There is a lot <laughs> Just of smoking. From watching. There's a lot of smoking in that. Uh, yeah, Japan smoking is a lot more social thing, and it's all the time out there. And um, yeah, he just he smokes like a just one after the other every every five seconds in the office everywhere. He's just like toting away. He don't care. He's you know he's here at the animation destination. We do not condone smoking. I I don't condone or disown it. So whatever, do do what you got to do. I don't care. So not my not my business. Um, <laughs> not our business at the DNM what you do I don't care just you know uh, do do right by others and all that jazz I don't know just it's, it's a podcast what do you want from me I'm not what do you want from me I'm you're not supposed to saint. be the voice of all things I know right it's nonsense it's animation dang it go live your life like Steven Universe there that's that what you should, that's that's what you should do that's what you should do just live your life like him and everyone will be happier anyway um, but yeah uh, so that, that that's a great little uh, documentary on all of his work and the work that was done uh, around there I forget the title what was the title it's uh, Imagination Factory or something oh no 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 it's a Factory Imagination somebody look that up while I I'm working on it yeah, what, yeah somebody look that up no while it's I, while not I, it's, it's I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think that's the title. Imagine, it's like Dream Imaginarium hope was that yeah. store at the mall. It's like Dreams Hope Factory something Dream and Hope something or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's fantastic. It's basically just a documentary on the Walt Disney of Japan. That's what the man is. He is, you know, people could argue Tezuka for that because he basically invented anime. Oh, the but the Kingdoms of Dream Kingdom of Dreams and Madness. Yeah, Kingdom of Dreams and Madness. That is. I I think as like a. Is a workshop for this. We should have went to Japan and gone to oh, the just, Ghibli. Oh yeah, we should. Have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, the, you know, the DNN can support that. We right? can, yeah, support, we can afford that. Yeah, yeah. Br- Brian can spot us that, and then just yeah, all trip to Japan. And yeah, you do could. the podcast there. Be all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just podcast in the in the in the museum. Uh, <laughs> Ghibli. Oh, that'd be the best thing ever. Actually, let's. Let's do a part two and plan that out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let's do, let's do a part three for that. So, yeah. Um, next Miyazaki movie, we'll just go down there. Go there. Well, that. Oh, for the full yeah. experience. <laughs> like, next Miyazaki movie. Well, I don't know. Is he doing another one? He might be doing He's another He's doing one. a short film right now. Yeah. He's yeah. actually dabbling in uh, animation. CGI. CGI. Right yeah, for now. the that's first right. time. Yeah, He's first ever. Yeah, that's right. Drawing stuff out for <laughs> two and three years in a row. <laughs> His hands are getting too old. But it's so beautiful. I want, yeah, I just want one more movie. Like, I, yeah. I love the wind rises but i can't and it's with the wind rises it just no. can't yeah i get that it's like a uh you know it's a message to a family member his dad or whatever but it's right. just it can't end that way yeah, yeah. 
needs more needs more all right but yeah uh he is a storied storied history of movies he's done about 24 25 movies in general uh animated movies created and directed written all that jazz um but yeah um i absolutely love his stuff and i would like to ask you guys what is your first experience with a Miyazaki film or a Ghibli film in general? Um, you know, because they have that very distinct style. We've all seen it. We all know it. The uh, the big mouths. The you know the, the I guess sort of looking food. water delicious looking food. The water. There's like the beautiful water effects and the waves and uh, lots of light and lens flaring. Just it, it's it all kind of nature in general. Just looks beautiful in those movies. Um, and the characters stick out with. There's always that one model of a character that he looks the same in every movie he's he his role changes but he looks exactly he has that like it's like that straight face but then his lips his his mouth is like so wide his lips kind of curl out at the bottom like right there it's it's in like every single movie it's pretty funny um just just look look up the characters and uh it's it's kind of hilarious that he's that look is in all of them it's very bizarre but uh, they kind of have the same models that they that they put on. There's always an awesome old lady in these movies. It's really weird. Uh, but uh, what was your first experience? What was your first sighting, first viewing, or you know, first time you got into a Ghibli movie or a Miyazaki movie? Jay, uh, mine was probably when I was a kid. I would watch Toonami all the time, and yeah. occasionally they would show a decent animated movie. Right. Yeah. Um, one of those being Spirited Away. Ah, yes. And I remember just watching it and kind of being blown away at <laughs> everything that was happening on screen. That was... Because it, uh, it was overwhelming for a small child to be watching all of them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Every single frame of that movie is just like there's something moving. Like I remember it kind of scaring me at some point. Yeah, it's oh, pretty yeah. dark. But oh, yeah. yeah it, got, it got real dark. Yeah, it's and, terrifying. But I admired every minute of it. And I, I had to rewatch it later because I knew I wouldn't understand understand everything that was happening yeah at least when i was little there you go um and uh, i also remember watching uh, princess mononoke yes and at one point uh well i was watching this with my little brother who i was trying to look after at the time <laughs> not successfully and, well <laughs> we started alone, watching, watching tv movie. is we this watching that movie and is this where your little brother dies is that is that where this <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> yes. it's getting real dark <laughs> it's getting real dark here i don't know um, we Easy. saw the part where uh, the main <laughs> character, uh, Ashi- Ashitaka, Ashitaka. Um, shoots a guy's arms off with yes. a bow and arrow. That's really the only... And, yeah, I mean... Well, I, I saw that part and no, I was like, we're changing the channel now. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little bit of violence in there. It's, I mean, there's, a violence. there's not a lot of violence. At one point when he's pushing that door open, there's just like a, a fountain of blood. Well, yeah, but it's out. just coming out of his, well, out of his hand. But eh, it's, it's, I would call it basic <laughs> cable violence. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you know, like I've seen worse on 24. You know, it's like, you know, which 24, though, they push the envelope. Yeah, that's true. He'd, he'd stab dudes in the neck. It wouldn't even matter. Bite people's faces off. It's insane. That's not um, Yeah. Um, Matt, what was your first experience? Uh, Disney. Uh, on the Disney Channel, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service came yes. in. Never really caught my attention, honestly. Yep. But, uh, but it wasn't until I was about, I guess... 13 or 14 mm-hmm. possibly uh, it was yeah. it was probably a year or two after princess mononoke came out uh it was i would watch um i would watch um encore 
uh, and Encore had Anna Midnight every yeah. mid- every Friday night at midnight, and they played three things constantly, which was Princess Mononoke. Well, mm-hmm. okay, it was like four things, but yeah. it was like Princess Mononoke, Helsing, Grappler Baki, and uh, Bubblegum Crisis. Yeah. And I remember the first time that I sat there and watched Princess Mononoke, and I it was ridiculous. I, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I, you pretty much mirrored mine. I'm going to go ahead and go since it's, like, it's yeah. all the same. I watched... Keys delivery service when I was sick, homesick from school on right. Disney Channel, and that was my first experience with it. With Phil Hartman as the cat, uh, like that was like the first thing I noticed was like that's the that's the lawyer from The Simpsons, uh, like, yeah. Um, Troy McClure. But, uh, Troy McClure. Yeah, I was like, um, but uh, that that was my first experience with it, and I was like, this is kind of cool, and but I never again didn't think anything about it, right. and then literally I think on those movie channels, I believe it was Encore, yeah. I saw Princess Mononoke, and it was like. This is the greatest thing in the world, and that's how me and my brother both reacted, and we just got into it from then on. And then I went and watched all of his older movies, went watched Nausicaa, watched Totoro, all those things. Um, fantastic, fantastic stuff. Um, Nick, what was your first well, experience with it? The first one I remember seeing uh, was Castle of Cagliostro. Yes, um, I didn't care for it too much, mm-hmm. and I actually didn't know it was Miyazaki until years later. Right, uh, I was watching Princess Mononoke, and that's that's the one that got me in. I, right, that was like the first one. I was like, okay, this is a Miyazaki film. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the fact that you know you don't know who to root for yeah and, yeah and yeah these yeah. things in a gray area mm-hmm. you know you're like oh man this guy is riding the stag <laughs> and he's on the side of the forest he's right he's the hero and then you're like wait a minute this lady's just running the town and trying to support and, these people yeah she's, she's right she's protecting oh, I'm lepers like that's that's uh that's yeah. what kind of drew me into that one mm-hmm. um that yeah. was the one that made it memorable made me say okay who is this guy let's go yeah. research let's see what else this, this yeah. studio's put out yeah pretty much everything in that movie is everybody's a protagonist and an antagonist the only active antagonist you could probably claim is the Shogun, and he's never on screen. The whole thing. So that's the only one you could really claim, yeah. and he's never there. So he's just a force. It's just like a thing happening, and they have to all deal with it. And yeah, it's fabulous. Nicole? Um, so kind of similar to some of the other ones, I, I do remember when I was younger seeing like Kiki's Delivery Service um, and Grave of the Fireflies on and off on TV, but I don't think mm-hmm. I actually sat down and fully watched them. The one that really pulled me in was actually Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. Um, so similar with the character things, you don't necessarily, with Howl, you don't know whether to root for him or not because he's kind of mysterious yeah. and brooding. Um, but that was my first one and I absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah. Uh, and then after and, that, that's what kind of sucked me in and yeah. makes a huge fan of Miyazaki so right um and all things Japanese so that's what also has kind of pulled me into watching some additional movies that's a fun experience learning another language and then realizing how bad the dubs really are (laughs) they'll be like I'll be reading the Japanese and they'll be like you are a stupid person this and that and then the translation says you need to try harder (laughs) and you're like no that's not what he said yeah well translation also (laughs) that's also empathic to yeah cultural differences as well (laughs) like like, that that to me is part of the translation because you know it's not fun okay so moving on to the next question we had a little interruption there yeah i'm putting it in i don't care i'm not editing that out i'm we had an interruption that's what happened so i'm gonna put in a marker for every time that i get interrupted by somebody in the (laughs) dnn someone specific and of course he doesn't listen to these so it doesn't yeah. matter so <laughs> listen to any of these things but if he does um, if he does if he ever finds the time he'll know that i have a complete backlog of me um complaining 
like a girl. But anyway, um, so that was your first uh, Miyazaki experience. Uh, what was that wake up moment? Well, yeah, you know, it's like we kind of kind of hit those moments. It was like, oh, like what? What was that moment? You kind of like, oh, yeah, this isn't just some like random anime like it's probably when you watch the first thing you know or whatever mm-hmm. mine was key's delivery service was the first one i didn't get the like that oh this is something different until mononoke and it was pretty much like all of that because i'd only watched akira i didn't get akira like i honestly just don't get the love for that movie it's fine there's absolutely nothing wrong with that movie yeah. but like the the love that movie gets don't get it that's just me um and i I just i don't know so so it's just like that was like the first like real serious one i i saw and then i saw ghost in the shell and i was like oh that was pretty cool and it was when i started watching more serious anime i had hardcore anime fans were like no you forget dragon ball z i'm like yeah forget you we're not (laughs) i'm not forgetting dragon ball z that's not happening um but um yeah like there's that moment where it's like oh uh, uh, this can be for adults too or something more mature and uh Miyazaki was, or the Mononoke was like definitely that one because it's like you know as, as we discussed, yeah, it was pretty brutal. Now that I think about it, yeah. wolves. Eating. Well, it was yeah, it was like one wolf. of the only ones that was that was rated as as hardcore as it was, yeah, just because yeah. of the violence in there. You have wolves, yeah, tearing people's arms off, and yeah, stuff like that. It was, yeah, it's it was, it was always arms getting torn off. Too. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty brutal. Um, but yeah, it's just like it, pretty much everything I say is probably going to come back to Princess. Mononoke. The wolf's head gets cut off, and it's. <laughs> Slithers. Yeah, so yeah, it slithers oh, away to bite. Yeah, that. yeah, to to bite. Yeah, God, to bite Lady Boshi. That, yeah, <laughs> that that was kind of like that was a weird moment. Actually, that yeah. scene was actually really bizarre. She had to bite that arm off. Yeah, but really, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, there, there there's just like certain there's certain parts. The lepers is kind of what got me because like, oh, there's lepers in this movie. Like, uh, that's she's got them like hiding, <laughs> building guns, <laughs> like way to ground it in reality. Yeah, instantly. yeah, exactly. It's it, it, it was all you out it like was, a leper. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think even in Spirited Away, there's a lot of undertones in that that are really oh, deep yeah. without directly saying it. So there's the part where um, yeah. her family is starts gorging on what is yeah. it the ramen yeah yeah, yeah. and, and they, they turn, turn into, into pigs turn into pigs yeah or uh, even like shrub, shoves her away from them yeah, yeah so it's like just very indulgent Glut- and greedy gluttony gluttonous yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then very interesting. Or the part when they clean out like the bathhouse and it's mm-hmm. the sludge and there's just <laughs> yeah. so much like just like the bad things that people are releasing, whatever yeah. it may be. Um, yeah. It's just kind of really Speaking deep. Speaking volume. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's uh, he is not he is not one to be subtle about his you know, it's like it, he doesn't beat it over your head with a hammer, but he what's the best way to do this he what's the best way to say it he he is not subtle about it he is very environmentalist very much so he says it outright all the time um but i, I every single one of his movies has an environmental plug to it but at I, some point yeah i think he's good at you know? laying it in there as like a background or an undertone I, where yeah. it is very apparent but it's not overbearing yeah. to the storyline yes um yes that Control. you don't necessarily this. get from other movies mm-hmm. it, there's just a lot of depth within yeah. um yeah. the design of the movies in general yeah i think he i think he experienced a lot of like like um upward upward motion with his craft because Nausicaa was kind of like that one like oh this is like a masterpiece of like you know and it had a very environmental overtone with it but it it, it struck me as kind of like you know like 
it, it struck me in a preachy way, that one, more so than anything else, because it was like the only reason that we even deserve to exist is because Nausicaa is one of us. You know, <laughs> it's like this pure angel is, you know, that, that, that's kind of how the ending kind of struck me. It probably wasn't quite that, but um, Mononoke, I think, just had a better version. Nick touched on it to where, like, nobody's really wrong in that movie. They're just experiencing clash because the forest needs to live and these people need to live and there's a clash right. with it and it's fabulous and i how's moving castle um has very uh that's that's a weird one because it's it's like a love story but mm-hmm. it's not about the love story right. it's about everything that happened from the falling out of the love story which is very interesting uh so it's kind of like the aftermath this war and everything happening from just this this breakup that happened right. basically so the boyfriend broke up with me kill everything and that's like you're like you think your relationship breakup is bad Have you watched house moving castle yeah it's it's pretty brutal and mean and um last time he was yeah. like this right a witch broke up with him yeah it's like, yeah it's like crazy stuff like that and uh yeah and, and spirit away is about you know um uh yeah just the, so, the, the there's the, pretty much witches desi- in almost every there is witches, story yeah but but it's about like the desires of man right. and, like how they can either trap us or release us etc etc spirit away also yeah. a uh, montage not a montage but a uh sort of an overview of like slave trade too yeah probably i mean there's definitely overtones of it because they're like buying and selling her basically it's like ah, go work in the bathhouse you're just some dumb kid and she don't have anywhere to be so yeah. take her it's like I'm, I'm a person like ah, whatever we're dragons and stuff who knows one of the things <laughs> i think spirit away does really well um is subtlety yeah um so one of the th- uh, things that a lot of Japanese are known for, especially Miyazaki, I think, is subtlety in what the message actually is. Right. Um, that whole movie is this giant crescendo, and this is what got me hooked uh, mm. on his stuff. Um, the whole time, you're like, you know, what the heck's going on? Okay, we're in a bathhouse. Okay, she's working in the bathhouse. <laughs> is this witch her friend? Is this witch her enemy? Yeah. You know, you're just kind of getting thrown all over the place, but then there's that crescendo. And the symphony at the very end when she gets back into the car with her parents. Right, yeah. And she's overcome her fear. And you just realize, mm-hmm. you just watched a two-hour movie about a little girl getting confidence. Yes, and that's yeah. what it, yeah, that's what it was. Like, <laughs> and, like, it sent chills down my spine the yeah. first time I watched it. Because I was like, man, yeah. that was done in 2001. Yeah. Think about what was out in 2001, like, Creed. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, like, think about, like, the social climate of the world in 2001. And here's yeah. this guy. He's like, hey, I want to make a movie. Right. It shows a little girl getting her confidence and it's going to be fantastical and it's going to draw from stuff in his personal life, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and there's a bunch of documentaries and anybody can Google it on the internets, but like, uh, there was a time where Miyazaki got lost in a train station, uh, out, out in the Japanese countryside and he put that in there, the, with the train tracks that go through the water and no face. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, you know, the environmentalist thing, you know, he's clean, uh, helped clean out a river by his house and he pulled a whole bite, uh, BMX bike out of the river. Out of the river, yeah. And and that, that actually made it into the animation. Yeah. So, like, I absolutely love that Like, a lot of his stuff is very autobiographical, but he uses mm-hmm. it to tell these amazing stories. And like, yeah. when you look at his stuff through that lens and you think, okay, well... What was the radish spirit? Yeah, <laughs> like, was that his? What was that his fun uncle? Like that was right. his like, hippie you, neighbor. You start, you start looking at the right. themes, you know, and you realize they're very Japanese and they're very, uh, very much a part of him. Yeah, but that absolutely. movie, I think, I mean, it outsold Star Wars in Japan. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, <laughs> so like, I think that movie was like yeah. like the epitome of like like yeah. I. I 
I don't think he's made anything better. I'm go- I'm just going to yeah. say that. Yeah. There's just so much <laughs> I, in most of his he, movies. There's so much to see, mm-hmm. but. I, in that movie, especially, like I can rewatch it and see stuff that I didn't see before because it's such a vast mm-hmm. place inside the bathhouse and everything yeah. else that's going on in yeah. there that you're like, yeah, holy crap! Uh, like I can't see it all in yeah. one watch through. Yeah, again, it's it's like a 1940s uh, cartoon. There's like nothing that's not moving. Like right. everything's alive. Everything's mm-hmm. moving about. There's little pieces of soot that are dancing around. It's just you know so much so much stuff in that. It it, it really is a, a bit of a masterpiece and not a it's absolutely a masterpiece um that's his best-selling one here too isn't it i believe best yeah. box office here yeah. i believe yeah. um because i don't think howls did better than that so but no. yeah, they tried to I make ponyo do better than that but yeah yeah like it's the japanese little ponyo. mermaid yeah and that still didn't yeah. still didn't hit it yeah ponyo that that's a that's a cultural barrier i think uh the, it, the translation went to yeah it was yeah, out there yeah yeah it, it's it's very much a a a japanese fisherman lifestyle that they're experiencing there mm. And it's just something an American audience is not going to connect with. Anybody can connect with a little girl getting confidence in a magical spirit world. Like, that yeah. is absolutely just connectable in every way. Um, so, yeah, I, I, Mononoke is probably hard just because it's, like, a fantasy and people would write it off as just like, eh, it's just kitty BS. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. So and There's lots of, like, undertones with, like, uh, whales in the sea and stuff that, like, are in that movie that are part of like Japanese myth and folklore that we just don't pick up on too. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of folklore and the, the Japanese love throwing all their, that's the thing about, that's the thing about uh, Asian culture in general, Japanese, Chinese, Korean, they, in every facet of their culture, they love to keep throwing in their, which I guess we kind of do too now, but it's kind of a new phenomenon with our fairy, with the fairy tales and everything. Like everything has to do with fairy tales now with like, you know, from, from comics to video games to the show that's on with the, Happily ever after. What is it? Once upon a time. Once upon a time. time that's Grim it. does uh, Grim, Grim TV show does yeah. the same thing from Grimm's yeah. Fairy Tales. So. We have to start building our own too. We're still relatively young. Yeah, yeah, world. exactly. Yeah, they have they have entire you know you know old ancient scrolls of fairy tales of things yeah. that were told to you know value morals and hero journeys and stuff like that. It's just it's tales as old as time, and they they still put that stuff into their stuff. Song, today. song as old as rhyme. Yeah, yeah. Beauty and the Beast. I was there with you. There we go. There we go. I had a had a Beauty and the Beast reference. Awesome. Um, basically, what the le- next question I want to get it to is uh, this is something I want to explore more on this podcast. Period, because it's something I personally love, which is voice performances and voice acting. Um, Miyazaki movies are interesting in the fact that they are not done by normal dub actors. You don't see Kari Walgren. You don't see Stephen Bloom all that much in the... They'll be in the background, but they're not the leading characters that you... There's no Wendy Lee that I know of in a Miyazaki film. Because Disney goes out and they get actors. They get, like, live-action actors and, uh, you know, James Vanderbeek and, you know, all these other people to, to do, uh, their, do these characters and dub over for them. And I honestly think... They do very good job. They do a very good job with a lot of these. Some of them are kind of like, you know, like, really? Did you, did you get him for that? That's weird. Um, but uh, I would like to know who your favorite voice performance was for any of these uh, dubs. I'm going to go ahead and go first on this one. Uh, I loved Lady Eboshi, Mini Driver. In, um, I, I would literally wa- – I want Mini Driver to voice more things, but she plays a character, Lady Eboshi, in – Princess Mononoke, and it's probably probably my favorite character in that 
uh, we'll get to that later, but I'll probably have to think of that harder. But uh, it's probably my favorite character in that movie, honestly. Um, but I, I just I love Minnie Driver. I think she needs to do more things. The only voice acting that I can remember her doing is that and Jane in Tarzan. And really? she's fabulous yeah. in both of those. And she needs to do more because she has such a very unique voice. I, I, I can pick it out like that i just i know that what many drivers voice is and it's it's lovable and it can be um subdued and out there and just it, it, it hits all corners i think she's absolutely fantastic and needs to do more voice work um so yeah get hire many driver people who do <laughs> hollywood do more more of her i want more um yeah uh nicole uh now that I know this, after looking it up, I think <laughs> I think it actually makes sense with my love for this actor. But mm-hmm. uh, Christian Bale is Howell. Yep. There you go. Because Christian Bale. I'm a huge Christian oh, Bale fan. Oh, good for you. Sorry. <laughs> Not as Batman. Give me back my castle. Give me back my castle. As, uh, well, obviously as Howell now. Keep now the fire lit. <laughs> um, but Equilibrium and... Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Batman. Not Batman. He's Batman. He's Batman. Batman. He will always be Batman. <laughs> I mean, he did a good job as Batman, but... I'm Batman. He did, a, better, my favorite he did a good job as Bruce Wayne, I would say. <laughs> he did a good Bruce Wayne. Yes. Um, John Connor. He was John Connor. Anybody yeah. want to remember that? Yeah. 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 And Salvation. You don't remember that movie at all, do you? No. <laughs> Not a lot of people don't remember that movie that his, much. I like his that movie. best. It was okay. I actually, I actually can defend that his, movie. His best and, movie has to be Equilibrium. Oh, Equilibrium. No, cool. His best movie was Newsies. It. Newsies. Yeah, ba- baby Christian Bale and Newsies. Yeah. What about American, American Psycho? Psycho? I love American Psycho. I have a Christian Bale Psycho. American Psycho tattoo. So yes, I do love American Psycho. <laughs> I like um, the Prestige. Batman killing Joker. Ooh, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was actually a good magician yeah. movie. Yeah, it was. It was Batman versus Wolverine in a magic fight. It was awesome. Anything's possible. Anything's possible here. It's crazy. Nick, who's your favorite? Uh, Even though you called this question stupid. Yes, I'm calling you out on it before we do this. Okay, so full disclosure, I watch most of these movies in Japanese. Ooh, aren't you a percentage? I'm not saying that like I'm on a soapbox or that I'm cooler than anybody. He is. Don't let him lie to you. Speaking of the prestige. (laughs) I think uh, you get the true emotion of the character with the original voice actor. Sure. Sure. Um, but the ones that I have seen, uh, the one that always stuck, uh, kind of stood out was Yubaba, uh, mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. voiced by Suzanne Plachette. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, real good, uh, solid voice, uh, really good at sometimes sounding like the mentor and sometimes sounding like the evil person. Yeah. yeah. So, like, really good fluctuation in the voice. And it wasn't yeah. one of the, you know, a, a lot of the American voice actors fall into that tween kind of sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Vanderbeek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm age, like, 12 to 17 kind <laughs> yeah. of vocal range. It, yeah. It's it's probably, I, I got to point out, like, the Vanderbeek in, in, uh, in uh, not Castle in the Sky, was just like, it, like, this kid, he's clearly a kid. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to take my pile of ice. Dude. It's kind of like, have you watched BoJack Horseman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the girl's boyfriend that's like Vincent Manchild <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And it's just a small child on stilts. Hello. Yeah, with a voice. Yeah, hello, everyone. That, that, that's just that's just. I'm going kids. to do business. That's two kids stacked <laughs> like, up. I was like, is, are we? Can anybody else see this? <laughs> the only one that's going to point this out? Go do yeah. business. They're clearly yeah. doing the r- Little Rascals thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yubaba was fantastic in that. Um, yes, yeah, I'm googling what else she has done. What else she's done as well? Uh, she played both too, correct? The twin as well. I'm assuming she probably played both of them. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I would assume they're pretty much the same. 
Yeah. Person. So I, I would assume it's probably this played by the same person. But yeah, uh, that's a great, uh, great performance. Matt, who do you got for this? Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Jigen. Yes. From uh, from Princess Mononoke. Okay. I, I like the princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> didn't Billy Crystal gotta, do a go, voice on one? You got to go <laughs> <with> hell there. <laughs> uh, yes, Billy Crystal played the flame in Howl's Moving Castle. And <laughs> it, was, it was the most... That's ruined me now because I never heard Billy Crystal watching it, <laughs> right? And it's, now it's all it's, I'm going to hear. It's jarring. Like it's it kind of like like every time he spoke, I was just like, "That's eh, Billy Crystal." Like I just for I couldn't ever not have it be Billy Crystal for me. I think his voice in Japanese is actually better in that case, but because it's just like it's Billy Crystal. Like you can't not hear Billy Crystal in in that case. Uh, it's why Seinfeld's freaking you know movie where he was a bee didn't do well because it was just Jerry Seinfeld. Like no one's gonna. What bo- is the deal with this pollen? <laughs> Oh, what's the deal with this pollen? I don't know. This stinging thing isn't for me. I get it. Yeah, it's like you just sometimes a unique it. voice just kind of yeah. puts you dead in the water. It does. Sometimes. Yeah, it's like you just don't. Yeah, if, if, if there's suspend no suspend your disbelief. Yeah, if there's no range, if he's not going to do anything other than that, this is like like. It's why I don't really like want to hear uh, uh, Morgan Freeman do voice acting. I love Morgan Freeman. Hi, but, I'm Morgan Freeman. But if he did voice acting and he's doing something else, he was okay in Lego Movie, though. I will can, give him that. He can narrate he anything as yeah, long movie. as he's being Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah, as long as he's just Morgan Freeman. It's like, there you go. Speaking so. of voice actors and Legos, they did just announce today that um, uh, Lego Batman movie, they announced the Robin today. Oh, yeah. oh who was it? It's Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah's going to be Robin? Oh, no. That's great. I love it. That's <laughs> like, beautiful. I those games are hysterical, and I honestly can't wait for that dumb movie. I think it's the, uh, the first it, Lego movie was great. Yeah, is, is it just is the it, play on Batman was great? Yeah, is it still going to be the same guy playing Batman? Uh, uh, Will Arnett. Job, Will Arnett. Will yeah. Arnett. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would assume so. Yeah, I'm I was, Batman. I was oh. default and call him Job. That's all I can do. That's all I never do. And by <laughs> the way, the yeah. uh, radish spirit actually did have a voice. Oh yeah, Jack Angel. Jack Angel. Okay. I don't yeah. remember the radish spirit doing anything other than grunting. I don't either. But that, that's what? That's he got paid to do that. They had to get somebody to grunt. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jay, what is yours? I actually like Calcifer. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. That's fine. Uh, no, no problem. I like, I That's like fine. That's no problem. And I just couldn't get past the fact that it was, I think he did fine. Like oh, you know, right. he was he was the snarky little I flame. But yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't so. even know it was Billy Crystal. I mean, yeah. I, really? Yeah. I just well, yeah. I don't think I've watched enough oh, Billy Crystal movies to, okay. to make that. Right. To make that okay. He just, he just wasn't my cup of tea. City Slickers. Right. You haven't seen City Slickers? Yeah, oh. When I was mm. like ten. Wow. I just yeah. That was the height of his 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 day there. I think City Slickers. Not throw mama from a train. I think it would. Yeah. I think the most you could say is like if you watched any. Oscars in the past, like yeah. <laughs> like ten years, I think he's done like forty of them. But who like cares about the Oscars? I don't. Um, but yeah, so Billy Crystal and, and I, I also really liked how. I mean, I, yeah. I liked his voice even before I knew it was Christian Bale. Right, I didn't a, know I'm that until today. A Bale fan, <laughs> right? Yeah, and now I kind of like him even more. There we go. Yeah, Christian Bale. That would be my uh, pick just, for favorite Japanese voice too. Is Howl Howl? Yeah, could I could you? Uh, yeah. Good. Could you imagine meeting Christian Bale and you walk up with a Howl's Moving Castle poster oh, yeah. and oh, have him sign it? That'd be the best. Well, you think you'd be excited about that? Oh, he would. They, they like typically. I think he would. Like typically, celebrities love it when you like bring something they never like. They never they thought like, to, that they would never see. It's like oh my like, god! You I can't, can, can you imagine how much like Batman shit, stuff he's 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 like he's tired of of signing probably yeah. a lot. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> just walk yeah. over the I'm house saying, I'm castle. Saying, the house the castle because I know that Vin, Di- Vin Diesel loves it whenever anybody brings him something Iron, Iron Giant. Giant. It's like he loves that. Oh, really? It's like yeah, because you know that, that like, surprised me. Did at you all? not know yeah. that was Vin Diesel? No, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> actually. Like, no, that was, that was the that was the first movie where he had only one line. <laughs> they just said over and over, uh, Superman. Uh, I do have the 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 U.S. grosses for the big uh, like the big five movies. Oh yeah, yes, uh, so uh, the rear bringing up the rear is actually Princess Mononoke, which made two million gross. Yeah, yeah. It, it these are all estimated. They're all pretty low. They're yeah. like lower estimations. I, but um, I remember Mononoke didn't stay in theaters that long. Howl's Moving right. Castle is next up after that, which was four million. Okay. Then Wind Rises, which was five million, yeah. and, which is really good actually, considering yeah. how low or how how many theaters that was in yeah um after that it is spirited away which is 10 million yeah and the biggest one is ponyo with 15 really yeah. ponyo got really? a 15 but you gotta you think go? they basically mm. other than those other movies, they promoted the crap yeah. they did that. they promoted that, was, that thing like crazy. that was like yeah. the first one that disney really promoted mm-hmm. yeah. in terms of going to yes. theaters well that i think um, they even did they even yeah. did like little I mean, video documentaries on on disney channel with the voice yeah. actors like and I, I remember them being shocked at how well spirited away actually did because right. they barely Really promoted right. that. I, me, my brother, and my and our friend were the only ones in the theater right. when we went and saw Spirited Away, and it was fantastic. We were just like having a blast. Um, we didn't make fun of the movie because we were like enthralled through half of it. You know, right. like yeah. uh, we would laugh and like make comments, but like we were just it was just like we were watching it at home. Huh. Uh, but we didn't you know rip it apart or anything. What's that? Tina Fey. Yeah. I didn't know. Tina Fey. Yeah. Oh yeah, she played. Now that I'm putting all the faces. Yeah. Ponyo. Yeah. 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 She. Yeah. Play, yeah she's uh, that's right. Ponyo. Uh, Matt Damon. Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Liam Neeson, I remember. I need to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, like, Liam Neeson plays Kate, the Kate Poseidon yeah. character. Yeah, 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 he plays like the king. Is he like, going to kill a bunch of high level. No, wrong movie. That's the wrong movie. Yeah, the wrong movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> we can't say that here. Yeah. But, uh, like, what, what Brian thinks. High uh, level fish. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, wow. What Brian thinks um, Schindler's, uh, Schindler's List was. I just heard Liam Neeson. That's what I thought. Betty White? Mm-hmm. Man. This Who's is, Betty yeah, White? Betty White, yeah. Man, yeah, you man. can definitely tell Disney back this. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of A-name oh, yeah. American voice cast yeah, on this. They, they threw a bunch of people yeah. at that one. Um, they, well, they, they had... Um, who uh, was it? My, one of one of Miley Cyrus's siblings is. Yeah. Oh yeah, Noah, Noah Cyrus. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, 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 and they then a Jonas. A I think a Jonas Brothers in it too. I'm sure. Oh, well, like the really? the not not one of the Jonas Brothers, but like their, <laughs> one their, of their little, brothers, their little brother who's not in the Jonas was, Brothers. It was that's that was Frankie one. I think Jonas. that you, yeah, that was okay. Yeah. So that's there's your fifteen million dollar answer right there. Lily, yeah, yeah. Lily it's Tomlin be, is because yeah. of those two people were the Probably. the two main voices. Yeah, I mean you can surely see that this is the first because I remember when. Disney really started pushing that stuff. It was right around the time when they were going to re-release Ponyo, and they right. did from just from a marketing standpoint and from a merchandise and advertising standpoint. It's the first yeah. time they've done stuff for a Ghibli movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. If too. they know, they will come. They, they, they kind of, they kind of promoted Arietti uh, a bit. I got a lot of TV time. Yeah, a lot of TV stuff. Uh, that was not a Miyazaki, but it was Ghibli. Um, that one I didn't do well because it wasn't that good of a movie. Um, it reminded me of that old eighties yeah. uh, T cartoon. Yeah, Littles. It, it, it's what it was based off. Of. It was with the bar because the Littles was based off the borrowers and yeah. Arietti's borrowers as well. Thing, yeah. So it's basically the same franchise. I I feel like that movie had missteps. Um, just I think it, all in all, it was just kind of boring and it was things happening and not really a 
plot. It was it was kind of I don't know. And then you set up a fight with rats, and then you don't have a fight with rats. Yeah. That that was like a big like like what? Like she even got a sword. Like why wouldn't she fight the rats? Just do but, it. I don't know. That, that was me. But well, uh, yeah. And I think like that just the color scheme in that in yeah. that movie is a lot darker, which is similar to older Miyazaki yeah. or Ghibli stuff. Whereas Ponyo mm-hmm. um, is a very brightly colored animation, yes. which yeah. is more true to the American style of what kids like in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that pulled it in. He was the producer and fish. the writer, but not the director. Yeah, not the director. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was the... It was, uh, yeah, it, it, it was interesting. Um, it didn't, it wasn't a terrible movie by any means, and it looked beautiful, as all Ghibli movies right. do. Um, another beautiful uh, Ghibli thing recently uh, that did very well, probably the best spelling gi- selling Ghibli thing here was uh, Nino Kuni, the video game, which was... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely spectacular! In, Came out of nowhere. Yeah, on it, yeah, it just like I didn't even know that was happening. It just like kind of hit, and I was like, "That sounds interesting." I tri- clicked on a trailer, and I was like, "Is it? Is that Ghibli?" <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like, holy, crap. Like, holy crap! Holy <laughs> crap! That's amazing. Um, Stupid yeah. exclusives, and it's actually probably one of the best Ghibli movies in a while. I actually really enjoy the plot of that of that game. Never did finish it though. I need to finish that off. So, um, but yeah, maybe I'll do a long play of that in my other channel now. Uh, <laughs> plugging things all over the place. But that's gonna do it for our discussion on this half because we're gonna get into much that's deeper right. deeper waters in the second half on the Girl Gone Geek podcast where I'm gonna step away from this host microphone and nicole's going to take over for that one but before we leave today we're not out of time completely today because we've got a who would win and i want to know who would win in a fight between we said it at the beginning, and I don't care because I think it's hilarious. I want to know who wins a fight, Ponyo or Totoro, <laughs> in this adorable little fight. Who would win this? Fight? Who would pin the other one? Because that's that's basically what it, would, what it would end up as. I don't think they would ever actually like battle. It would just be them rolling like two kittens on a carpet somewhere. Who would win, Nicole? I think they would just get tired and nap together, <laughs> and it'd but, be the cutest thing ever. I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to agree with you, but Ponyo sleeps on top of Totoro pinning him and winning the match. (laughs) And Totoro doesn't care. So Ponyo wins, but nobody really cares. Everybody wins, really. Jay, who wins? I feel like Totoro might yawn and accidentally... He, like, like, sits on him accidentally. And you're like, where did he go? That's terrible. Oh, my God. Matt, who wins? Uh, Totoro. Totoro wins? Okay. All right, cool. Nick, who wins? I say uh, Ponyo because Totoro is, like, the... Textbook definition of pacifist. Okay, yeah, it's true. It's very true. So, well, Nicole, I think Ponyo's Ponyo's more of an uh, more of an active character. Right, right. Yeah, it's true. Nicole, I have to ask you to pick a winner because we're at a tie here. You're gonna Mm. have to pick a winner. It's two for Totoro, two for Ponyo. Who wins this match? I think Totoro would accidentally sit on Ponyo, but I also (laughs) I also think Ponyo is very fast and energetic. That. Can also raise the tides and stuff, can't he? Yeah, like, it's like he's think, got like crazy water powers. Or I something. think Ponyo <laughs> would win, and Totoro wouldn't even know what was happening. Okay, all right. So Ponyo wins this panel. What do you guys think? Go write that in uh, at the bottom of the comments of this uh, this podcast at the website uh, destinationcomics.com, where you guys can also check out all the other cool stuff like Nerdstalgia, Girl Gone Geek, which you want to check out the next yes. episode of this, obviously. Uh, the comic book podcast, Bagged and Bearded, the comedy podcast. 
podcast, damn good podcast, spelled D-A-M, so that's not censored here. Um, but yeah, just go check out that stuff because it's all good and all fantastic. And you definitely need to check out the shop, The Destination, at 5031 Shelbyville Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207, just behind these crafts and the Best Buy Shopping Center. So um, that's going to do it for our, epi- our Miyazaki episode. It was a solid hour, guys. We not, we nailed this one. Bam. So yeah, uh, moving on. Definitely check out part two in Girl on Geek. We will see you there.